Yes, sir. Awesome. Well, it's so good to see you. So good to see everyone at Wildman. Um, I'm excited to bring a word tonight. Um, for those of you who are new, there's a few new people here tonight. Wildman exists literally for the men to get together, to come under the name of Jesus, to learn about who he is, who God believes that we should be, and then also just be in community, living together, learning about each other, helping each other, um, seeking wisdom together. And also just, um, you know, coming alongside the man in our world. And I think this is the perfect opportunity. Something like Wild Men is the perfect opportunity for evangelism. It's the perfect opportunity to say to someone, hey, just come and check out um, a couple of cool cars and a nice motorbike. And um, just listen to this guy with a weird accent speak for 20 or 30 minutes. Oh, I'm kidding, 10, 15 minutes and then we'll eat. Um, and, uh, and it's just a great way to invite people, I guess, into church life. And... Um, so let's, um, let's be inviting the men in our world. I think it's, it's, it's one of those things that's, that's easy, an easy sell for guys to come to. Anyone bring their Bibles tonight? Everyone's holding up their smartphones. Yeah, I brought my Bible. Yeah, yeah. So if you've got your Bibles, you can open up um, to Acts chapter 9. But I got a message tonight I really feel like God's put on my heart. And the message title is this. Three people every man needs. Three people that every man needs. I believe every man needs a Paul, every man needs a Barnabas, and every man needs a Timothy. Every man needs a Paul, a Barnabas, and a Timothy. Because these three wild men, three men of the Bible, preachers of the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ, are examples to us today. And you could say we need three types of relationships like these. But I think it's beautiful that God gives us the Bible, His Word, which is unfallible, infallible. It's God's breath on a page. And we can look to these examples as men who built the church and took the kingdom of God forward. And we can look and we can bring it down to our own life and have three people just like that. I wonder if you have any, any of those guys in your life now. I wonder if you have a Paul, a Barnabas, or a Timothy. Far too, men live, far too many men live a life where it's just like, I don't need any help. I'm okay. But the truth is we need people like this in our life. So I wonder if you have a Paul. You know, Paul was an example. He was a pioneer. He was a, he was a, a faith guy. And um, he was an example to many younger people. He was an example to many older people as well. But he was a trailblazer for Jesus. And he was an educated guy. He was a... He was a smart guy. He had the right pedigree for certain people. But God sent him out to the Gentiles, to the opposite, the opposite direction than maybe he, the way he thought he would go. But I love Paul because he was the ultimate teacher. I wonder if you've got someone who's inspiring you, who's teaching you, who's helping you, who's encouraging you, discipling you, maybe in a multi-generational way like Paul did with Timothy. If you look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, this is Paul speaking to Timothy. He says this, You have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. He was a teacher. I wonder if you have anyone who's showing you what's coming down the road, that's coming ahead, helping you adjust. The Bible says that we shouldn't just want people like Paul, but that we should need people like Paul, that we actually need these people in our lives. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5 says, A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. It doesn't say wise counsel or instruction or a Paul-like figure, 
just come along or just fall into our laps or just happen into our lives. Now it says that a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. I remember when I, built, when I bought my house, when I acquired my house, I didn't just put my hand up and say, yeah, I'll take it. And that was it. The guy threw me the keys. I had to acquire that property. It took time. There was a process. I had to give the bank millions of documents. It drove me crazy. But I acquired this property. It took time. And I believe God is saying you need to acquire wise counsel in your life. Who's your Paul? Because I truly believe the warning for us tonight as believers, as men, this is the warning that God has for us tonight. Is that as men, we are prone. It's in our nature to just be like, you know what? I'll be okay. I'll be fine. I'm a guy. I'll figure it out. But why risk figuring it out when it comes to our marriages? Having that wise counsel to help us along in the journey. Someone who's a little bit further along than where I am right now. Why risk it when it comes to our careers and our businesses and the things that we start in life? Why risk it? Why risk it when it comes to the big decisions we make in life? You know, in the business world, someone like Paul would be called an uplink. Some of you young business guys, you need to find yourself an uplink. Someone who's going to help you. Someone who's going to speak into your life, maybe come alongside you and say, you know what, you probably should do this differently. You should probably speak to that person a little differently. You should probably show up a little bit earlier. (laughs) You should stay a little bit later. I remember when I was starting out in my career, when I was about 19 or 20, it really felt like God was saying, find a mentor. Find mentors. And um, I'll never forget, someone told me about this guy in church. And uh, his name was Scott. And he was a backing vocalist at church on the weekend. He served in the house. He had a great big family. He was 45 years of age. He was a great guy. He was a backing vocalist at church on Sunday. But during the week, he was a chief economist of UBS Australia. This guy was the man. Like he was the, he was the guy who was on TV every night talking about interest rates. He was the guy who was speaking to other people, advising governments. Like this guy was the man. And I remember just God stirring on the inside of me. He said, you need to talk to that guy. You need to, come, you need to go and seek, seek that guy out. You need to acquire wise counsel from him. And I remember I, I reached out to him, spoke to my church and said, hey, can I buy you a coffee this week in the city? Is that okay if I buy you a coffee? And he reluctantly was like, you know, I don't have any time, but yes, I'll meet with you for 10 minutes. And now from that flowed this example of that next season of my life, I had a Paul. I had someone in my life who would say, no, 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 when it comes to this, when it comes to your job and this industry and this path you're on, you need to do this a little bit differently. You need to look at things a little bit differently. You need to take it this way, adjust. And Paul did that with Timothy. He said, hey, no, this is how you should communicate a little bit differently. You should do this a little bit differently. We need to have these people in our lives, especially as men. Number two, I wonder if you have a Barnabas. Not a Barabbas. Not a Barabbas. A Barnabas. I wonder if you have a confidant, a person you can do life with, a person you can fly on planes with, drive in cars with, someone you can literally do life with, come alongside you. Acts chapter 9, if you've gone there already, you can open it. But it talks about this relationship that Paul and Barnabas had together, doing ministry together, doing life together. And it says this in uh, verse 26 of Acts chapter 9. I'm going to read it. It says, when he came to Jerusalem, this is Paul, he tried to join the disciples. There was a problem here. 
he tried to join the disciples. But if you remember Paul's history, there was a problem with Paul in his history that the disciples didn't like. But they were all afraid of him, not believing that he was really a disciple. Verse 27, this is where Barnabas comes in. It says, but Barnabas, everybody say, but Barnabas. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the disciples. He told them how Saul was on his journey and had seen the Lord and the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he preached and fearlessly preached in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and check this, and moved freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. You see, Barnabas, the thing I like about this guy, even though they had a disagreement, at one point Barnabas went that way, Paul went that way, they had a disagreement, but I really believe it was because they were both on mission together and they were friends and they were in ministry and they were fighting for the same thing. The thing I love about Barnabas, he just had a hustle about him. He just had a bit of hustle. He's like, what do you mean? What do you mean that other disciples don't want to... Just hang on a minute. <laughs> just hang on. Just come with me. We're going to go talk to him. And he sorted it out. He took them to the disciples and he wasn't afraid to stand on Paul's behalf. If you look here again in the relationship they have a little bit further along in chapter 13, this is when they're actually doing ministry together. It says the congregation in Antioch was blessed with a number of prophet preachers and teachers. Check out this crew. Barnabas, Simon, nicknamed Niger, Lucius the Cyrenian, Menaean, an advisor to the ruler Herod, and then Saul. What a crew. But it says, One day they were worshipping God and they were also fasting as they waited for guidance. The Holy Spirit spoke, said, Take Barnabas and Paul and commission them for the work I have called them to do. Verse 3, So they commissioned them. In that circle of intensity and obedience of fasting and praying, they laid hands on their heads and sent them off. So if you have a Barnabas in your life, what have you got? Well, according to this, Chapter 13 in Acts, Barnabas was a worshipper. He was someone who loved to worship God. He was also a God-fearer. He had a revelation of who God was for himself. I wonder if you have a Barnabas who loves God as much as you do, that actually walks with you in life and loves God the same as you. Barnabas was someone who fasted. He prayed. He waited for God. He waited for the Holy Spirit to speak. It says also that he was patient. You know, I believe that having a Barnabas in your life is having the right someone. The right someone to come alongside you and do life with you. Someone who understands your mission in life. Check this out. Someone who understands your mission is engaged in the mission and will keep you on mission. Someone who understands the mission is engaged with you on the mission and will keep you on mission. Missio Day as well. I love all through the Bible, all through the New Testament, Paul's working with people. He's working with people. He's getting people to come together. He's rebuking people, but he's not doing it because he hates them. He's doing it because he wants them to be better. We need people like Barnabas. Paul needed a Barnabas, and so do we. And my last point is this. I wonder if you have a Timothy. I wonder if you have a young charge in your life, a young guy, someone who's coming up, someone that God's calling you to raise up, personal responsibility in the kingdom of God over someone young. There's a tendency as men, we just want to kind of do our own thing. We have this lone wolf kind of nature. Sometimes we're just like, you know what, I'm not talking to anyone today. I'm just doing my thing. I'm driving my truck to work. I'm not going to talk to anyone. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to go home. I'm going to eat, watch Fox News and go to bed. <laughs> but no, God's calling us to so much more than that one dimensional view 
to the kingdom. I love it in 1 Timothy chapter 2. Paul addresses Timothy like this. He says, To Timothy, my true son in the faith. My true son in the faith. You know, we first meet Timothy in Acts chapter 16 when Paul is on his second missionary journey, stops through in Lystra to pick up a young disciple called Timothy. And he accompanies him, he assists him, serves him. He's almost like an apprentice to him. I wonder if you have a Timothy. You see, Timothy gave Paul the authority over his life. And I believe God's calling us to also speak into the calling of some young people in our world. You know, even for someone like me, there's still people in my world at 34 years of age, there's still younger guys in my world that I can encourage, speak life into, speak into their calling, confirm their calling in life. See, sometimes young guys, maybe they don't even have... See, the thing about Timothy, he didn't have a father. The Scriptures don't tell us that his father was a Christian. Scripture just says that he was Greek. And there's nowhere that we know that he was a Christian. So maybe Paul confirmed the calling in Timothy before anybody else did. I wonder if there's a young guy in your life you can do that for as well. Speak into their calling and say, you know what, you can step up. God's got an amazing plan for your life. You can do ministry. You can step up in business. You can become a preacher. You can own a business one day. You can do those things. I wonder if that young person that's in your world has even heard that kind of language before. It's pretty cool to think about. And I really believe that it's a privilege and an honor when we get to speak into someone's life from a kingdom perspective. I love it. I think it's great. And I think truthfully, that's what Wild Man is all about. There's a few dads who have started bringing, bringing their sons to Wild Man. And I would encourage you, if you've got a young guy who wants to come along, you think he'll enjoy it, please bring him. Because we need to start raising up young guys as well. Amen? Anyone with me? So can we pray tonight? Can we pray that God would give us Paul's? Can we pray tonight God would give us Timothy's? Can we pray that we would have a Barnabas, at least one in our lives, that will help us, encourage us, keep us on track, help us raise up young guys, help us lean into older guys that are on the journey as well? Do you want to stand with me? Let's stand. I want to pray. I want to pray over all of us. I'm excited about this because I really believe if, if there's an area of this that's missing in your life, maybe you don't have a Paul. Maybe there's no such thing as a Paul in your life. Why don't we pray for it tonight? Why don't we believe for it tonight? Why don't we ask God, you know what, Lord, why don't you bring that Paul into my life? Make it clear who it is. And that way I can lean into that person. That way I can ask them. I can speak to them about my life, my calling. Get some wise counsel. Sound good? If you're comfortable, why don't you just put your hands out like this. It's like you're receiving from God. And we're going to pray. Lord, I just thank you tonight father for your word and god i just pray that wherever this is missing for us god wherever we are lacking in this area father if we don't have a mentor god for each man that's represented tonight lord if 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 we don't have that lord father i pray you would make that person available to us lord and if they're already in our worlds lord father i pray you'd 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 make it clear god who it is and father that you would begin to tether those hearts together, Lord, and that that person would be open to, to instruction and that person would be open to giving counsel, Lord, which is invited. And Father, I just thank you that there are Barnabas-type people around us, Lord, that you've placed them around us, God. I pray that we would lock arms with that person, Lord, that would help us on our calling and our mission, heading forward into everything that you have for us, Lord. So I pray for a Barnabas in people's lives today, Lord. For those that don't have a guy that's just walking with them, Father, I pray you would give them that guy, that that guy would come forth and make it clear that that is the guy, Lord. 
And Father, I pray for Timothys in our world. Lord, I just pray for young men to, to be raised up in our house, God. For wild men not to be just for older guys, but it would also be a multi-generational thing for guys as well. That young guys would begin to feel their calling, being called out in them, Lord. Confirmed in them, Father. Prayed in them, prophesied in them. And that, Lord, you would make those Timothys, those young guys that want to step up and be all sold out for you, Lord. I pray that you would make those people clear to us as well. And it's all because of your son, Jesus, Lord. We thank you for what he's done for us. We thank you for what he continues to do for us, Lord. We thank you for all that you're doing and you're going to do in our future as men. In Jesus' name, everybody said together. Amen. Amen. Well, I love you guys. And I hope you receive that word. And I'm going to hand over to Jeremy. Thank you, thank you. Was that good, guys? Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you, Pastor Matt. Good stuff. All right, so uh, before we get on to the next thing, which is the eating, which is always fun, um, just a couple things church-wise. You guys, uh, this Sunday we've got church. Uh, you don't want to miss it. Love to see all of you guys there with whoever you're going to bring with you. Let's fill it up, okay?